The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. Hey, it's Adeline Van Dyke from Coldwell Banker Faith Properties in Utica. I always get asked, why do I love real estate? It's very simple. I love my clients. I love every single thing about helping them find or sell their home. Making sure the home is solid and ready for sale or solid and ready for the buyer's inspection to making sure that they're getting the best rate on their mortgage, making sure they're getting the best price on their house. You know, just everything involved in the sale is vital. My absolute favorite part of real estate is when a buyer walks into the house they're going to buy. I can feel it before they even know they're loving the house. It's just that obvious. So I'd love to experience that feeling with you. So give me a call. Adeline Van Dyke, Coldwell Banker, Faith Properties, 315-404-6431. Or you can find me on Facebook or visit my website at centralnewyork.com backslash Adeline. Thank you. And I look forward to welcoming you home. When it's your hard-earned money on the line that you are investing into a home, it makes sense to choose a proven professional to assist you in making one of the biggest investments you may ever make. Josh's dedication of over 20 years to the home construction industry allows him to bring knowledge and experience to your doorstep. That means you can feel confident and comfortable with his service to you. Past clients love his attention to detail and thorough written reports. By allowing priceless inspections to help you make a well-informed decision concerning your property, you will find that a quality inspection is priceless. Follow Priceless Inspections on Facebook or call 315-525-8725. In the Mohawk Valley, for the best real estate service, you got to have faith. Caldwell Banker Faith Properties, 315-735-2222 or www.centralnyhomes.com. Yo, law infidels, that's right. It's Hacker Hameen. This is Al Schneer from the band Mo. Hey, this is Corey Glover from Living Color. And you're listening to EC Radio. And you're listening to EC Radio. Live on EC Radio with the Z-Man. So take the pizza out of your fat moron mouse. Sit back and listen before I give you a $5 face slap. You'll never forget, infidels. YOLO! Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's a Saturday edition of EC Radio. It's me, Z. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Time to disrupt it a little bit here with EC Radio. I got a couple friends in the house. Hey. I'm very lucky to have you guys come in, by the way, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me here on EC Radio. We've got Trevor and Craig from Enter the Haggis with us. Welcome to the show, fellas. Great to see you. Thanks, Z. Thank you. Great to see you, too. How's it going? Good. It's going great. Yeah, I can't remember... uh, how long ago it was that we played uh, the electric company in years? I mean, yeah, that was some time back. I think it was maybe '09 or, or, or 2010 or something like that. Yeah, there was. A, I want to say there was a couple times in there, um, but I, those are my blackout years. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so I really can't remember much from those days. But wow. yeah, well, it's great to catch up with you guys. I know you guys last night played at uh, the brewery, right? Uh, the we Saturday did, brewery yeah. for a hooli. That's right, a hooli. A yes. hooli. What exactly is a hooli? Well, I guess it's a bit of a party, and uh, <laughs> the uh, the occasion was to celebrate uh, halfway to the Great American Irish Festival. Yes, which we will yes. be talking about that in uh-huh. just a little bit. And I want to give some love and respect out to my friends at the Great American Irish Festival oh, for yeah. setting me up with you guys and uh, always taking good care of us here. Uh, we're going to be bringing in a lot of their bands and help promoting and stuff like that. Oh, great. So yeah, they got a good, really good lineup this year. They presented the lineup yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We Hooli, got a sneak so. preview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the 
favorites are coming back, oh, such yeah. as you guys and the elders and uh -huh. Hair of the Dog. And yeah. We Banjo 3 is coming over from Ireland. Wow. And you got to hear these guys. Man, yeah. they are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent mm. band. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, they're incredible. Yeah, incredible musicians, great songwriters, great singers, and yeah, just unbeatable, really, for the trad kind of kind of sound. Yeah, really oh, good. Yeah. They got it all. They got it all? They yeah, got looking it forward all. to checking yeah. that out. Yeah. And that's happening yeah. at the end of July, of course, at the Herkimer County Fairgrounds. It happens there every year, July 27th, 28th, and 29th. And it's going to be uh, – it's always a great time, and they always put it on is. a great event. Yeah. And Regardless of the weather, we've had uh, all sorts of you – know, I think there was a tornado that came through one year, but it uh, doesn't stop the fans from, from coming out. Uh, this The, the community is so supportive. I mean – there's, you know, often people, thousands of people huddled under the, the main stage tent and just rain cascading down from <laughs> the, uh, all around it, muddy, people have their shoes off and uh, it just, it really adds to the energy. But if it's beautiful, we won't complain either. That's uh, Mother Nature, <laughs> upstate New York's Mother Nature bipolarism. That's what right. happens <laughs> here. You know, like it could be 70 degrees in about five minutes. Watch. You yeah. know, and then all yeah. of a sudden it'll be a blizzard. So, I, we know. were in the Utica coffee uh, shop earlier on today, and uh, somebody commented that I was the third person to walk in with shorts <laughs> this morning. <so. laughs> he really is wearing shorts. Oh, and yeah. we saw a guy shoveling his driveway with no shirt on as we drove to your place. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People like are ready for spring, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that guy had a good coat on, even though he was taller. <laughs> That's true. That's he true. was a bit of a Sam Squanch. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are some guys out there doing this cold conditioning. Have you heard about this cold conditioning? Yeah, I want to try it. Yeah, you, they, they take cold showers. Yeah, I'm starting off with a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Jameson or something. Uh, yeah, oh, oh. Extra ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting an extra cube in, and I'm going to work myself, you know, into, you know, more cubes. There you go. <laughs> right on. When was the exact first time you guys played the area, Utica, Syracuse? Do you remember? Because I feel like you guys are here wow. a, a lot. You're it like was so long ago. I think the first time we started playing in this. U.S. was in, in the year 2000. Oh, no, copyright infringement right there. I think it was 2000. Yeah, we, we went uh, went down th through this way because we didn't know where we, were, where we were going. And we said, this is a nice place. Let's come back and play here. <laughs> we didn't. It was amazing, actually, the, di the differences touring back back then and uh, when we first started coming down here. We didn't have... Uh, you know, we 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 would print out MapQuest, no GPS, obviously. Oh, before we would, that, uh, we don't even have that. I know. And before before printing out MapQuest to get us down, we would um, just have a, a road map, and uh, we would you know to try and figure out how long it was going to take us to get there. What's get, a road map? I know, I know. <laughs> we get a get a ruler and use you know and and yeah. actually mark it out to see how long, how many hours it was going to take to get from one place to another. And if we got lost, I mean, we didn't have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were stuck in the middle of a town and couldn't find the venue, you have to ask cool. strangers for, for help to see, you know, figure out how to get there. It's, uh, yeah, things have, things have changed for sure. Yeah, the, the, always the, uh, the New York page of the Atlas, you know, that fold-out, that was always the first to become completely dog-eared and to disintegrate and turn into map fluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah. like, yeah, because we tour so much in, you know, the Northeast and, you know, through New England and down Pennsylvania, all of those key pages that we needed had fallen out of the map and had been destroyed on the floor of the van or, or, or whatnot. So we were left with a thick roadmap atlas of, of all of the states that we were useless to us, really. So, <laughs> Do you feel the GPS is the best thing that ever happened to a touring oh. band? You know Beauty. what? Yeah, yeah, I think you, you come pretty become pretty dependent on it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's helpful, but um, by the same token, I don't know. 
you know, and maybe we're just nostalgic for the old days, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, pulling into town and asking directions and, I don't know, finding a payphone and, I don't know, it's kind of charming in its own way, maybe. Yeah. You'd get people trying to outdo each other for the for the directions, especially in somewhere like Buffalo. You know, and so you go, can you tell us how to get to Batavia? Well, you take the 90. No, don't take the 90. Take the 33. You know, this type of thing. Yeah. And, and while you're there, stop at Stan's gas. <laughs> no, don't stop at Stan's. Stop at Tommy's gas. And then you got to throw in, come to the show after. Thanks for helping us with directions. Come on down to the show. Check us out. Here's a couple tickets or something. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to a Bills game. <laughs> I, I hear I hear your team did well. <laughs> your team did well here uh, last night. Your hockey team. The hockey team. Did they beat win our, last night? Beat our Canadians, yes. Oh, yes, they did in yeah. overtime. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, our beloved Utica Comets. Actually, yeah. on a, quite a roll right now. Mm. Quite a role. Are you guys obviously being from Canada? Are you guys big hockey fans? Eh, not much. Not much. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really. I mean, no. uh, uh, it, it, it's part of my cold conditioning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching a little hockey too with the cocktail. There you go. So I mean, I'm plunging right in. Yeah. But you know, if the Leafs are doing all right, sure, I'll follow that. But anything else? I hear there was some big game, a big football game on last week, and I don't. I don't yeah. know what it was. It was. Uh, uh, D- don't say the word. Uh, you can't I, say the word <laughs> copyright infringement. Oh, okay. You can't say the word. <laughs> you got to say the big game. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure glad I didn't get arrested. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, uh, oh. Yeah, we like we enjoy hockey though. You know, put it put it on, uh, stream it online, and uh, I played hockey for about ten years Did growing you? up poorly. Yeah. Scored I, maybe two goals. <laughs> you know, in ten years. The Leafs got a bright future though. They got some young oh, kids yeah. coming yeah, up. Yeah, they've been working hard to, yeah. to get where they are now. So they've got some y- great young players, and mm-hmm. they're doing pretty well. This is a big hockey yeah. town in Utica. I mean, you guys come to the area a lot. You've noticed how much this area loves hockey. Oh, Absolutely, man. yeah, yeah. A big hockey town. Now, there's a big bus load of people who came in came in from the game to Varick Street last night, and uh, yeah, probably doubled the population of Varick Street when they when they, <laughs> when they pulled in. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of comments out here already. People are blowing up already. A lot of a lot of your mm. friends saying hi out there and hi loves and uh, oh loves. Well, thank you. Somebody give hey, Craig hey, some coffee. Yeah, we 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 always get hecklers. That's okay, the good, one good. thing we've we for some reason attract a lot of trolls on this on this oh, program. Yeah. So we'll see uh, how many trolls we get. But actually, it's a lot of your. F- Fans and friends saying hi. Oh, so, uh, that's very uh, kind. Thanks for watching. People checking in from uh, Fairfield, yeah. Connecticut, and oh, people cool. from Florida, and Ooh, and nice. then uh, We Banjo Three. Nice. Thanks for the plug. So they were they were ah. doing that stuff. So ah, good awesome. stuff. Yeah, fantastic. You guys, how many miles do you think you guys put on a year traveling all over? I feel like you guys are road warriors. Mm. Uh, but I mean, typically a hundred thousand or so. If you're, if you're uh, counting the flights and that, then yeah. you, you know you can really yeah. Get up, it's, yeah, it's hard to say. I see the van, the the big band van stays at my place, and I think yeah, I think about a hundred thousand. In twenty plus years, how many band vans have you gone through? Oh, yeah, we go through quite, quite a the, few. I think yeah. this is the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Um, we every every five years or so, uh, we we replace them. We were. You know, it's uh, it's good. You know, it's not a like super luxurious way to travel, but you know, we uh, we like it. You know, you uh, you know, the first one we we were so we were just thrilled when we got the first when we were able to Craig Craig bought the first one. Oh, you should have seen day, it. And, uh, what a beauty! Yeah, it oh. was yeah, it was an old uh, Ministry of Transportation 
vehicle and uh, the, the ones we have now have an extra couple rows of seating but this one was just two captain's chairs and one bench behind so you'd have family there were five of us so all the seats were filled and there were vinyl seats no air conditioning the so seats didn't recline no, no yeah they didn't that's recline that's right, right yeah so the you know traveling in the summer summertime you'd be like stuck to the seat your legs stuck to the guy beside you <laughs> there's nowhere to nowhere to rest your head to sleep so i remember we're, we're touring with uh, this bass player who was oh, i don't know he's you know big big guy uh, yeah. you know he's and uh, Craig ended up falling asleep on him, <laughs> uh, <laughs> drooling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even. Like, he didn't even put his arm around me or anything. I, I felt so left out. And I was like, "Well, Phil, you're there. I mean, come on, man. There's nowhere else to go." <laughs> oh well. Cuddle up with the bass player. I'm telling yeah. you. Is yeah. that when he laughed right after that? Those warm, fluffy tones <laughs> of the bass player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. fun though. You know, the first few years we were traveling uh, only in Canada before we came down to the U.S. So it was like coast to coast across Canada, and it was uh, a lot of miles um, and a lot of stretches. You know, especially across the prairies where it's just so flat. And just cornfields and nothing, like, and just that, for hours and hours. And you get out to the know. western side of Canada, too. you mm. got to deal with the Rockies and all the mountains. Oh, and yeah. all the towns are, what, 12 hours away from each other? That's, and, that's <laughs> it, yeah. You know? Yeah, just to play a few gigs, you know, you really have to drive for hours and hours between between shows. You know, that's that was one thing that impressed us coming down to the the U.S. was, you know, you know Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, um, you know, just a bunch of bunch of towns in a row with large populations with and they easy drive yeah. and that you know and people actually came out to see the shows which was a bonus yeah yeah it's always a plus right yeah oh for <laughs> sure well you know it's better than i mean some of these places that we'd go to you'd, you'd be playing on stage and you look out at the audience and uh you know just be a few people that had come and then you see that oh wait that person is singing along with one of our songs. And then you realize she was just chewing her food. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh, oh, this sucks. Uh, uh, let's Fun, Thunder Bay that one time, I think we played, I think it was just the bartender. We, yeah, we played two, 20 hours drive from home and it was just the bartender. Yeah, we the playing. bartender, one yeah. guy from a motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, don't want to yeah. infringe on any other copyrights, but yeah, there's one, one guy from a, a, a motorcycle club who was in there and yeah, he was, you know, cheering us on and, uh, you know, we were glad that somebody was there to hear what we were doing. <laughs> you know, that's part of cutting your teeth, though, in the beginning is oh, playing yeah. in front of two, three people, and, you know, you've grown. Trying to put on a good show and just when there's nobody in the room. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's tough to get that vibe going when there's nobody there. It sure is, yeah. When we talk about this a lot on this program is playing music in front of people. There's nothing like it. There's It's better than sex or any drug you've ever done. Just the energy when there's energy in the room and it's going back and forth and you're feeding them and they're feeding you. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> better than... <laughs> I said better than sex and drugs, man. What you gonna are you gonna say no? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> come on, with like no, you guys are playing at the Irish Fest in front of twenty thousand uh, people. It's probably hard for you to go to sleep that night. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it absolutely. You know, it's a. It, what was really cool is like, uh, um, we played uh, at uh, at the Great American Irish Festival, and uh, we had the we had Camp Haggis. And uh, you know, we had the big, the big haggis head flag up there, and uh, a lot of people camping out for the whole weekend. I mean, this year we'll have that going again because we're going to do two nights this year, 
Uh, last year we could only do one, but the year before we did uh, two nights, and we had a lot of people who camped out, and man, it was a party. Yeah. That was fantastic. Was that the, there was one year too you guys collaborated with the elders, Fat Bottom oh, Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's How right. long ago was yeah. that? I remember that. Uh, that, that was, oh, man. A bunch of years ago. It's pretty epic, man. Yeah, yeah. That was always fun. You know, we always try and do something a little different at, yeah. uh, there. I mean, we had uh, the dinosaur, the T-Rex on stage. Oh, uh, last year. Yeah, was that last year? Yeah. One of our guys, James Treadwell, came up dressed up um, uh, in an inflatable dinosaur uh, suit for the for the last song. That was, it was just funny as heck. Yeah. We and and of course, Trevor did a uh, a I'm going to call it a surf uh, uh, a crowd surf, but uh, it was in kind of an improvised. Uh, kind of interpretive. <laughs> How did I fall off the stage? Well, well you have <laughs> let yourself go a little bit over the years, and uh, you know people don't have the strength for your sort of. I'm I just kidding. It's, it's in this in this band. I mean, this we play with. Uh, you know, we, we play in front of such a diverse audience. Uh, you know, a wide demographic. You know, we play. Uh, you know, there's often at, at the best shows we have anywhere from little kids to grandparents at, at the shows and you know it's one of the great things about celtic music is that it seems to appeal to you know a wide age range so i forget that sometimes when we're playing a festival and as you say this the energy is huge and everything and you go dive off the stage and then <coughs> You realize afterwards that, geez, you know, there's like grandparents and little kids in the crowd here. Like, oh my God. What am I doing here? You got some 80 year old yeah. woman yeah. holding you up, <laughs> grabbing you by the ass, you know? <laughs> I think I went face first last year. <laughs> yeah, I think you're supposed to do it the other way around. I think so too, yeah. 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 We're going to re- we'll rig up a forklift for you next year or something. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, you're not really that bad. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the Celtic rock genre. Like, I feel like you're not just that. You're multi-genre in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you guys rock, and you've got the folk to you as well, as well as the Celtic set. And and then, you know, you guys jam as well. So it's like very multi-genre. Do you feel that way too? Oh, yeah. You Absolutely. got to keep it's, diverse. You right? got to keep it fresh. You know, we've, well, especially when you've been doing it for this, for this long. Uh, you know, we started off very much uh, doing a Celtic rock sound, but... Um, you know, a few of the guys went to uh, to school f- for music performance, and uh, you know, when you study music performance, you study a wide range of stuff from jazz to funk to you know all sorts of stuff. And um, you know, you really want to you know you it's fun to bring those influences into the into the mix, uh, the sound. And then, of course, traveling through the U.S., you know, we spend a lot of time in the South and even like sort of you know the traditional country sound you know we like or the bluegrass sound you know um playing some of these festivals merle fest uh yep. down in uh south carolina um has you know amazing you know uh, lineup of artists uh and but a lot of bluegrass stuff and it's it's hard not to take something away from that when you you playing with a whole bunch of different amazing musicians like that so we've tried to bring it into the mix quite a bit and uh, and we have and our albums have gone kind of all over the place um and then we've you know we've kind of come full circle I, I find you know after you know 20 years of being a band a couple years ago we uh you know we did a, an album um called broken arms and it was really in our minds sort of right back into the uh that energetic celtic rock sound um which is you know really really fun for us bringing the pipes in there was a couple of yeah. albums that didn't have much in the way of pipes and uh craig's a great piper um oh go on brian, yeah, yeah no that's true and uh and brian's a great fiddle player and um 
and bringing those back to the forefront of what we were doing. I think we, we got a lot of energy and our fans really have responded really well to that as well. Oh, nice. Craig, do you yeah. play any other instruments other than pipes? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, quite a lot. Uh, I've got, you know, tin whistles. Uh, really, uh, uh, I think I've really come a long way in a tin whistle. When we first started the band, I, I really couldn't play much on it at all. It was, it was pretty poor. Uh, harmonica, I couldn't play then. Uh, so I play harmonica quite a bit. I do the odd bit of guitar. Uh, just never been much of a guitar player uh enough enough to write some songs and to play some rhythm and that type of stuff you know as they say three chords and the truth <laughs> get you by. i was playing trumpet for a bit there uh giving that a little bit of a rest right now but uh who knows might make a reappearance right on uh, what made you get into the bagpipes uh you know what i think i got into the pipes because we immigrated from scotland i think that's what happened uh we left uh scotland when i was seven years old and of course, you know, all of a sudden, my I was there. Just it was just our family. All the relatives were back there. My cousins were there. My uh, my aunts, my uncles, everybody. And all of a sudden, I was in Toronto. I was in another place. And then one day, we went over to High Park, which is in, sort of in the west end of Toronto, a big park. And the Forty Eighth Highlanders came out, and they marched up and down and I saw this and it was you know that is the coolest thing that anyone has ever been in all of history I want to be that <laughs> I wish to march up and down playing the bagpipes and I ended up sort of doing that <laughs> well uh, yeah it's pretty interesting I, I think had I grown up in Scotland I probably never would have learned the pipes really but um, uh, I had a, it, it just seemed to really call to me, as it does to many people. I mean, some people, you know, they say you love it or hate it. But uh, <laughs> one thing's for sure, you'll react to it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it really does call a lot of people. And I think for a lot of our listeners, it really does call to them. There's something going on there. And they, uh, they enjoy it. And there's something that just cuts through. You know, I've heard it said um, that, the pipes were the first rock and roll instrument you know with with what other tune can you cut a swath through a room full of people without a without a pa system <laughs> yeah you true know? were you playing in pipe bands before enter the haggis at all? i did yeah yeah uh, i was very lucky uh when i was about 12 years old uh my dad happened to know uh, a man by the name of george campbell who was a pipe major of the general motors pipe band in oshawa ontario and he had heard, because he knew George, and my dad was a musician too, although, you know, a jazz musician, he still uh, had a bit of a network going, and he knew George. And he said, well, uh, George tells me that they they uh, might be starting up a junior band. Uh, and they did, and that, that band became the City of Oshawa, which became a, a really good band. Anyway, I guess I was technically the first member of the new band, and it took a couple of years to get this thing off the ground. And during that period of time, I had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with George Camel. And uh, uh, that's how I, I, I got an incredible start uh, in a band with a bunch of people who were absolute top-notch players, people who are known in the pipe band world today, people such as Bill Livingston, Bob Worrell, Johnny McKenzie, these people who were you know, well-known as, as great players. Uh, 
and uh, continued to be well known and well respected. And these were the people I had to uh, to play up to. Uh-huh. So uh, very very fortunate beginning. Made you learn pretty quick too, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. these you know these folks were were standing around listening to me at the end. They they would have their band practice, and at the end of the band practice, uh, George would say, "Right, Craig, get on your pipes, give us a tune." And I'd, I'd have to strike up and uh, march up and down in front of these guys, and and I'd have to make it good. <laughs> <laughs> you better make it good, no, right? No, no choice. <laughs> yeah, you guys play a lot of festivals throughout the summertime, don't you? Do you oh, guys? Yeah. Uh, that's a great way to you know get introduced to new artists and stuff like that. Are there any artists out there that you're supporting or or can um, give some props to that you're listening to these days? Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> well, that we've shared stages at festivals with. Yeah. Um, Are there anybody you endorse out there right now? Any? Oh, you mean uh, uh, besides the aforementioned We Banjo 3? <laughs> Have I mentioned them? Yes. Oh, there are a lot of up-and-coming uh, uh, bands that are that are, are really cool. And uh, uh, unfortunately, the elders are going the way out. So this is going to be, you know, at the at the uh, um, at the end of uh, uh, this year. I think they're done. They'll be back at the Great American Irish Festival. There are the uh, the Pigeon Kings uh, up and coming. We're going to be doing a show with them. Uh, some of the ex-members of uh, Scythian in that band. Um, there were some great bands. We played the Vancouver Island Music Festival last ah, yeah, summer, yeah. and there were there were some great bands out there. Mm. Uh, what was that? What was that band from uh, the like uh, the Eastern European group? Were from? Uh... No, you may not have caught them. Anyway, it's useless to even mention. I think it, you. But, I think uh, you went. I think you went around to see them. I don't know who you mean, uh, but I don't know the name yeah, of them. It was. Uh, I can't remember the name, but anyway, there yeah. were some fantastic. There's guys another. There. Another band that's from Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, they're not too far away, and they're called Poor Angus. And uh, they've really come a long way. I, re- I recall when they were just playing uh, the little pubs and things. And they came out, and they played the American, uh, Great American Irish Festival last year anyway. Uh, I don't believe they're back this year, but uh, I'm sure... Maybe after this podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now that I hear the elders, they're calling it quits after this, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're going to they yeah. hang it up. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think there's. I don't know the exactly the full story, but uh, we've uh, we've certainly become really good friends friends with those guys, and we have a, a, a great mutual respect for each other's music as well. Um, but um, you know, they're um, they they've done a, a lot of traveling in the last uh, in the last bunch of years, um, and I think uh, you know at a certain point, uh, you know, a bunch of them have families and. Um, it's tough, you know. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they won't. Uh, I'm sh- sure they won't stop playing music altogether, you know. But I think, uh, you know, probably be involved in some other projects and closer to home. Yeah, hopefully that we'll type still of thing. See them around, yeah. yeah, I hope so. Yeah, they do travel a lot. I know they do a lot of tours out to Ireland and, and yeah, they, they bring yeah. busloads of people from mm-hmm. the states to go. I know a lot That's of people. Right, yeah, go yeah, to we've done that, those, those tours a bunch of times. Too. I, I was just yeah, about we to did ask. one with with those guys too. Yeah. Yeah. That must have um, been a blast. Oh yeah, so so much fun. Oh, it's awesome it's, people. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah they're, uh, like, they're like family to us. Uh, it's been very cool. I mean, we've been able to uh, help them out and suggest to festival people that they bring the elders out. And that's actually how they ended up uh, coming out this way in the first place. And then uh, they uh, they got us into the, uh, the Kansas City 
Irish festival. And oh, cool. And we suggested, you know, I should bring these guys over to Germany. We played a big festival over That's there right, called yeah. Folk im mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely been, uh, you know, as Trevor says, you know, the mu- <laughs> the mutual uh, admiration society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're you know, fantastic guys. I, I really hope that in some uh, in some form that they, they, they continue some way. Well, like Trevor said, I doubt they'll ever stop playing music. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's always yeah, in your sure. blood. It's in your soul. You know, Absolutely. Stuff Absolutely. you never really yeah. stop. Yeah, and it's fun just playing music. You know, if you're not playing music professionally, it's just fun to play music. You know, I'd be, if I wasn't touring with a band, I'd be, be playing, strumming the guitar in my basement, you know, and yeah, right. in my kitchen. And I've got two little kids at home and trying to get them into some music as well. So, uh, yeah. Are there any... Have people are people? How do you invite people to ask questions? On uh, there's the... a ton of questions here. Oh, okay. It just keeps blowing up. I mean, if yeah. you see my eyes looking down, it's because they keep scrolling. And okay, they're blowing up over here. Let's get, we'll get to some of here. Actually, that'd uh, be great. Yeah. Amanda yeah. Moss says uh, there's a haggis song for every mood. <laughs> uh, and she says you're very diverse. Uh, Rugged Grace in Ireland, they were on Elders tour. Did you ever hear of those guys? The, Rugged uh, Grace. They must have toured when uh, when the Elders went over, maybe with Searson. Haven't, but uh, I'd love to check them out. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Friend says Craig's an awesome piper. Whoa. Well, uh, thank you, another Chris, Christine's also saying the same thing. Oh. Uh, Lancaster Gale is my favorite ETH song. Oh, oh that cool. one was in a movie, too. Yeah. It was in a movie. Yeah. What it was movie a, was that? A, a hockey movie. I know it sounds yeah. cliche to have a. <laughs> we're just talking about that. But uh, yeah, there was a hockey movie called Goon. Oh, I love that movie. Ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. So one of your songs is in that movie? Yeah, right when they, uh, there's this like climatic moment at the, uh, uh, when they hit the ice for a big game towards the end and uh, Lancaster Gate is is playing as soon as when, when they go on the ice. So, yeah, you have to watch it again. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> will. That's I love that movie. Hilarious. And it, Goon 2 actually was a pretty good sequel. Oh, yeah, I forgot they came out, yeah. Usually those sequels mm. never really match up to the original, okay. but this one actually yeah. did. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, Christine's also saying Trevor's a great songwriter. Ah. Uh, Screaming Orphans is Christine's uh, band she's endorsing. Absolutely. Oh. Screaming or- Orphans. They, they're, yeah, we, we've played with them a ton, oh, yeah. ton as well. Yeah. It's, just, it's hard when you're put on the spot to, to think of all these these guys. But, uh-huh. yeah, they're a great yeah. band. Yeah, Fantastic harmonies, fantastic uh, performance. Yeah, They've been around for a long time, but the last few times we've seen them, I feel like they've really ramped it up. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Super engaged, engaging with the audience. And, well, where are they from? Yeah. They're from, from Ireland, but they're they live they're based in New York City, I yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah. 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 They well, all live there. Mm. Uh, Barb is saying she would love to see ETH and Carbon Leaf share the stage together. Oh, we have done that before. Carbon we've done Leaf. a cruise yeah. of the Boston Harbor with them and we've also played up in uh in New Hampshire at higher ground. Vermont, but yeah, Vermont, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but, I'm sorry, uh, that's uh, Vermont. Yeah, yeah, Burlington, yeah and, uh, Mass- great venue, Massachusetts by the way. at uh, the uh, college there. That was like, quite oh, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. Paul, uh, mm-hmm. Smith's, uh, Paul Smith's Paul Smith's College. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we have, and uh, yeah, let's send. You know, I'll sh- send an email to Barry once in a while, or he'll send an email to me. Um, and just uh, yeah, keep in t- we keep in touch with those guys. Yep. Yeah, right on, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The Great American Irish Fest won't be the same without you guys, without the elders, or you guys. So that's uh, that's coming from Grace Hudson. Mm. And, oh, and thanks, she's, Grace. She's right. I mean, you guys are staples to that festival. Mm. Both of you, you know? We, uh, man, you people, know what? People go for miles and miles and miles to mm. see you guys perform at that festival. It's, it's kind of like my fave weekend of the year. I just, you it? know, It's not that far from home. I mean, I... Where I live, if I had a hovercraft, I could be home in an hour. You know, I just, just head across Lake Ontario, and I'd be there. 
So I kind of feel like, you know, we're not that far from home, but it's a little bit of a different world. Mm -hmm. It's a different country. Yeah. (laughs) That's for sure. But the, uh, man, it is a good, just a good feeling. Always so well taken care of there. Right. And always, you know, feel appreciated. And I mean, we like to get out and meet everybody because you know, it's a lot of people we haven't seen for a year <laughs> at that time. So Yeah, it's a good family reunion type of thing, right? Oh, beauty, yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. the atmosphere the Irish Fest creates. It's, mm-hmm. it's a gathering, a yearly gathering. Sometimes you don't even see these people for a year. And that's when you see them at oh, the Irish yeah. Fest. So yeah. they do a great job over there. Hats off to them. Absolutely. My good friend Adeline Van Dyke, and she's also the host of Home Free Podcast here on Disruption Network. She says ah. a bunch of... The girls, a bunch of us from Utica, are going to the Kansas City Irish Fest this year. So oh, wow. you might see some Utica contingency out there. Wow. Cool. They'll probably be the loudest one in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. Yeah. Eddie Friend, I told the guys this story. I'm a mailman. ETH got me through the worst of the Christmas rush, blasting it out of my mail truck. So, <laughs> That's wow, right. thanks for the yeah, publicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People funny. running behind the truck like an ice cream fan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mailman, Mr. Mailman, what are you playing? <laughs> Where can I get it? <laughs> So uh, you guys have been doing this dual thing for a little while, right? It's been a couple of years now. Uh, yeah, it was actually, and actually, it's thanks to Utica that, uh, <laughs> that Craig and I have been doing this because um, it was uh, Mark Sistai who um, uh, the Blarney Rebel Band mm-hmm. that um, you know we they, we we saw those guys last night, and they're they're good friends of ours. Um, and it was Mark who who suggested that I come down, and this was the first time I'd ever been asked to play solo. And um, he he set up a, a house concert at, at Gene's house. Gene's the drummer. Yeah. And um, he always has cool little concerts at his house. Yeah, I've he's got a couple. very very cool Whoa. vibe in that, that I didn't house. Know he did that, that house yeah. too. So we, yeah, we came down and or I I uh, I I wasn't sure if I sh- wanted to do it or I should do it. Um, uh, or I could do it um, for for a while, and then uh, yeah, I said to Mark, let's uh, let's go for it, and uh, came down and did it, and uh, I was terrified. You know, it's amazing. Like you can play for you know crowds of thousands of people when you're playing with what you know. You know, you're playing with the same guys on the same stage, and you know um, you can talk to the audience and everything. And then in a at a house concert by yourself, it's like you feel just naked you know it's 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 just so different um so i was i was terrified um but i did it and um and ended up doing a couple things like that and then um invited craig craig was at loose ends and i was going down to do a couple of shows and i said uh, i said to craig would you come down and and play and um at that point yeah, we hadn't worked anything out. No, I think we were at the um, Hibernians, or and yeah, we we're we we're playing tonight actually at the uh, the Hibernians That's in where Oswego. We're be. That was the uh, that yeah. was the first time Craig and I actually ever ever played together as yeah. a duo. So we uh, we did that and just kind of you know kind of ham and egging it a bit, um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, we uh, you know then then we we thought it was uh, we thought it was a good good thing to do doing the the duo yeah. shows you know it gave oh. us it some I don't know it was just a, a different way to do things. Craig ends, ended up playing a lot more whistle, which I think is really improved too. Oh, you said it, helped, it improved it helped me your... so much. Yeah, it helped me so much. I I really I wasn't uh, uh, you know at the same level of uh, you know not to brag or anything, but uh, I mean well 
Every, we all have to grow somehow, and that, uh, if I don't grow up, at least I'll grow into a better whistle player. <laughs> there, does that does it compensate for, for, for not growing up? <laughs> Are you guys writing too when you're doing this dual thing? Are you writing new songs? Or? Well, Craig and, I mean, Craig and I share a hotel room often on the road with ETH, or, you know, and certainly as a duo. So um, we've always got an acoustic guitar around there. Craig's often got his whistles and harmonicas and things. Yeah. Um, doesn't doesn't play the bagpipes in in the hotel room. No, I should, I should start doing that. <laughs> you know, open the window <laughs> and then put up a sign, you know, we are playing at this venue at this time. Please come. And then just start playing. And then start playing more. <laughs> Out the window. I don't believe that. Did you see that man playing bagpipes in the hotel window? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, certainly, you know, Craig's got, got song ideas. I've got song ideas. And, uh, well, if, if we're not collaborating on writing a song we'll at least be hearing each other's songs and uh you know we'll have comments uh, you know for each other so um, you suck <laughs> <laughs> shut up god <laughs> trying to sleep yeah um well doing this duo thing though it's got to keep your chops going especially when oh, the haggis very isn't much so doing oh, anything yeah. right now you know that's been great well i you know i think as, as i always say I, I say this it sounds like exaggerating but i'm not exaggerating when i say that trevor probably writes a song every day and what's got to be close to it he writes an awful lot of material and and i write i would like to say i write a point zero one percent of a song every day too you know mm-hmm. Point zero. <laughs> Point zero. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, lately we were we were working on something um, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, it gives. Uh, I mean, the duo thing gives us a chance to test drive some of these tunes too. Mm-hmm. Like the you know the Enter the Haggis is recording uh, some new music now, and before even the other three guys in the band heard some of those songs, Craig and I were out touring them on the road and you know getting a feel for how they were going over with people and i think if you can make them go over and connect with people with an acoustic guitar and a whistle um you know then there's a real shot of it going over well when you once you can add a whole bunch of different different layers to it the Mm -hmm. drums and the bass and you know whatever brian's brian's gonna add to it so um yeah it's a great it's really the duo thing is a great opportunity and you know the band you know the enter the haggis was all the we in the band did for many many years musically or for our jobs um and uh what that meant is we had to be out all the time playing you know talking to the agency and saying you know keep us as busy as possible um and you know it's it's tough you know um and the the enter the haggis ends up uh you know end up playing shows that you know can be challenging to do because there are space limitations on the stage and we're just trying to play all the shows we can play and um you know we took us taking a step back from that and just said you know these are the places that we love to play a lot of great performing arts centers and festivals and just the really shows that are so easy and fun and um you know that really connect well with the with you know wherever we are um and and that's meant that people have kind of had to go outside of their comfort zone and um you know brian and uh, his wife rose have a group called house of hamill uh and they've been uh, doing very well with that they just uh, did a second kickstarter for for a second record for for those guys they're also going to be on the great american irish festival and they're at, and i forgot yep. about that yep. yes they yep. are at the great american irish festival so there you go um so yeah they've been they've been doing that and that's been that's been great for them uh and i know mark our bass player he, he lives out in portland maine and he's been playing with a, a bunch of different groups um recording uh in town and 
a drummer, Bruce, in Toronto. He's got a studio, and that's actually where Enter the Haggis has been recording at his at his studio. Um, and he records other bands there and plays with you know a bunch of bands in in Toronto as well. So. Um, and then you know that that's given us the chance to you know branch out a little bit, and then when we come back and we play as Enter the Haggis again, we've all, you know, we've developed our our individual skill sets, and you know we were able to bring something back to it. So it's it's been great. Yeah. What do you guys think you'd be doing if you weren't doing this? If you weren't musicians? Jeez, I think I'd be maybe some kind of craftsman, or I, you know, I I I would I think I would love to make maybe make instruments, maybe make bagpipes and have an organic farm and live off the land and something like that just well, Ooh, that sounds amazing yeah i, 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 I would love to do something i, like I would that, do yeah. that too that sounds yeah. good an organic <laughs> farm yeah i love painting too uh or art artwork uh-huh. you know i do that kind of in my spare time when i when i can so you know a little painting studio would be great but if we i mean if we had to make money uh, us, you know like cause this yeah, is yeah. not a money making <laughs> stuff we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably be doing some office job I think, unfortunately oh yeah i've but, done uh, quite a few of those and man they uh, suck <laughs> <laughs> have oh, you ever have you ever made your own bagpipes uh i this this is funny i once <laughs> invented a comical instrument called get this the hose bagpipes, <laughs> and uh, it, I put I put reeds into various different tubes, and it sounded like a kazoo on steroids. It, it, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna play it here, because I really don't want to hurt people. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that was one of the one of the inventions. I was trying to uh, think up. I, I've got a lot of conceptual instruments in my mind. Uh, one of them is this. Uh, this this sort of idea where you're you're playing uh you're playing like a bagpipe, but at the same time you have these picks on your fingers and you're plucking strings as your fingers move <laughs> at the same time. It sounds hurt. pretty much like what you do with Enter the Haggis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm always uh, conceptualizing uh, various uh, things. So uh, I've I've stuck the odd thing on <laughs> on, uh, on the drones of my pipes to see if they would resonate while playing. They didn't. <laughs> well, what a cool thing to do, though, to to make a set of bagpipes. I mean, you'd need a a lathe, obviously. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, there's they have, you know, you know, you can you can certainly take classes on making uh, making a guitar, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do. Um, but I've never seen an advertised class for a workshop for making making bagpipes. Before. I've actually seen the plans, and I have them somewhere. They were, I think it was a long time ago, and it might have been in popular mechanics or something like this and they actually published all the dimensions for a set of pipes if you wanted to make your own set of pipes uh i think the the tough part is uh the toughest part of the whole thing would be making the chanter which i'm sure most of you know out there is the bit that uh, you play on it's the uh, it's the part that really makes all the melody whereas the other three sticks sticking mm-hmm. up uh, are the drones and they just uh, are are providing a a constant tone providing a harmony to the chanter but the inner dimensions of the chanter that is a conical bore and that is the part that's the the toughest bit to get right because you need an actual tool for that some sort of and craig i know z was interested before why don't you get your bagpipes and so you actually because there's a video 
people oh. are watching. They're watching me. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, that's. You should show people Thanks, what you're. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. It's people don't. People I need a co-host, by the way. You want to <laughs> <laughs> no, people, right. uh, yeah, Wait people. a minute. I'm posing for the camera. <laughs> I can't do it right pow, now. Pow, pow. You got to pow. A pout. Yeah. Do like your a fish Paul lips. McCartney pout. <laughs> <laughs> do fish lips. Fish lips. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go. Go, go, go. Get your pipes. Go, get your pipes. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> wow! Yes, Buzz. <laughs> no, no, no. It's yes, just people, you see, Guitar you see, player, tour manager. What else does he yeah, do over yeah, here? Yeah. yeah, he does everything. He does. He's a whip cracker. Whip cracker. <laughs> yeah. Get your pipes now, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Pipe boy. Uh, All right. People are excited now because you say the chanter and people don't know know what you're talking about. So that's well. Be cool let to, me show all of you right you now. And we, Craig, Craig said to make adjustments to his pipes as well. Oh, uh, I'll show you those too. Do it. Well, okay. <laughs> Before you grab them, Christine wants to know, are you bringing Nessie on tour with you? Oh, Nessie. Oh, this sounds like Christine Siriaki. That yep. must be the Christine of which you speak. Yep. Nessie is guarding my condo right now. Anybody, Nessie is a, a crocheted a green uh, Loch Ness monster made for me by Christine. Oh, cool. And, uh, uh, yes, Nessie is, is back along with... Uh, with my other pets, Teddy. That's my teddy bear. <laughs> oh, Chris, Christine and, is... And, and uh, Wolfie. Yeah. Wait, I'm not finished. Okay. Wolfie, my okay. beanie baby wolf. And they're guarding my condo. Hold on. I'll go get my pipes. <laughs> oh, good idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> I made the same. Uh, go get okay. your pipes. <laughs> yeah, Christine Siriaki. She's uh, she she came to uh, to the, we played we played in uh, Northampton, Massachusetts for New Year's. Uh, we uh, the last few years we've done four shows there the Iron over Horse. two nights at the Iron Horse. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, people are very generous to us. They often bringing uh, gifts to us, and Christine uh, is a master knitter, and uh, she knit a bunch of uh, little stuffies for my kids, and uh, a stuffy for Craig as well. So, yes. Yeah, we have a bunch of her blankets in the uh, in our tour van too. So, yeah, we're you, you probably get very, a lot of very lucky. You get yeah. a lot of fan art, don't you? We do. Yeah, yeah. it's like actual artwork as well. For sure, that's mm -hmm. super cool. Yeah, yeah. In my Facebook page, uh, that one uh, you can you can you can see that done done by one of our appreciators. That was it. it is everyone able to uh, see? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. followed Trevor's commands, <laughs> and I have uh, retrieved my my bagpipes, yeah. which are which, here they are. Uh, uh, would you like a quick uh, bagpipular? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Well, first of all. Uh, you, you'll notice that there is a, a bag, and the bag is in here. I don't know. If I can't Yeah, really. Yeah, they can see. You can see everything? Yep. It's a wide-angle lens? Yep, yep, you're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can see the ancient Lindsay Tartan, which is supposed to be, according to the Highland Games people who will sell you anything because they look up your name. <laughs> uh, uh, here, here, This is supposed to be my family Tartan. I never saw anyone in my family wearing this Tartan ever, maybe on their pajamas. <laughs> this, uh, these, these five things sticking out here. This is the chanter. Uh, it's got holes in it for notes, and, and this is see. this is a carbon fiber version. Yes, of this is made too, by Carbony Celtic yeah. Winds, and it is a made of carbon fiber, and it's uh, very very strong. And uh, you can see I have uh, tape on here, Scotch tape appropriately, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we use that to you know to flatten the flatten the holes if they're too sharp uh, if the if the pitch is too sharp, and uh, over here the drones. Um, and the blowpipe for getting air in here. There's a little one-way valve at the end of here, just kind of like a heart valve. I hope there's no cholesterol buildup in there. 
because that would be really gross. Everyone would be icked out by that, including myself. Anyway, so you blow the air in there, and it goes into the bags, and it comes out here, and you wiggle your fingers, and ta-da! Hey! And that's it. Now you guys all know how to play the pipes. Start bands everywhere. I dare you. Yeah, I mean, from a technical standpoint, though, Craig has made a lot of adjustments to the bagpipe. The bagpipes... Are uh, are traditionally in in and or about the key of uh, a B flat. Yes. Uh, and um, and we used to play uh, back in the day. Uh, Craig used to play a B flat set of pipes, which meant that uh, um, Brian had to tune his fiddle up uh, by a half step, which meant he broke a lot of strings. Um, and we I had to capo always on the on the guitar. Um, we'd sing a little higher. And um, there were a few things like that. So uh, anyway, Craig has kindly adjusted his pipes, and this was and years, don't forget it. years and years ago. But uh, he made adjustments to play in the key of A, which made uh, everybody else's life a lot easier and made his life a lot more difficult. <laughs> and then the only two keys you could play a bag in? No, you can play. Well, if you were, uh, I guess I could play an A or D or. Uh, Maybe uh, B minor. There are nine notes yeah. uh, that the, the instrument can play. Yeah, there's um, not a lot so, on here. So you know you, you can you're sort of um, it's all confined the to scale. the to the keys. Well, it's it's an A mixolydian scale. Okay. Uh, it's like a major scale with a flat seven. Um, so um, yeah, they play comfortably in in A um, or D um, mostly. But we've have we put it we've done a few yeah. tunes in uh, F sharp minor recently. Yep. Uh, e minor. Mm -hmm. um, B B minor. A lot so. of avoid notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you start getting into these things. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've had to modify these to get into the key of A, as Trevor was saying. And if I, if I show you a little bit, I don't know if you can see this here, but in the bass drone, this would normally play. Uh, this would be the same as the tonic of the scale, which would be an A. Um, Although uh, this this set here is made for uh, B flat, the chanter um, made by Rob Gandara, who's uh, out west, and he uh, he made me this chanter, carbon fiber, and it's actually a very specialized chanter. It's it's custom made. It's the Craig Downey model, and um, <laughs> your signature series. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm calling it anyway. It makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, absolutely. I like to feel as important as possible. I mean, don't we all? But uh, anyway, this uh, this was playing in B flat. But to modify it, I put in this little, what you call the mid-joint of the, of the tenor. I put a little bushing in there to make it more narrow. And this is, a, is the barrel of a hotel pen <laughs> somewhere. I put that little piece in there, and that lowers it but a half tone. And I've put other pieces in the other drones, too. To do the same thing you can't quite see them because they're more inserted but uh anyway that is how i managed <laughs> and he's saying everything you wanted to know about bagpipes but we're afraid to ask that's right but i mean even the reeds too i mean craig craig was over has been over in scotland twice uh to see his family in the last couple of years and while over there he's picked up um sets of reeds um yeah, they, they have to be pretty pretty specific reeds yeah. to play play in the key of a so. yeah very cool. Yeah. Again, you guys are going to play a couple songs for us maybe in a little bit? 
Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Colleen saying thanks for a great evening of entertainment last night. Uh, thanks to Colleen. Colleen was the uh, organizer of the oh, event, yes. and she put a lot of uh, time and energy into uh, into making it happen. So we thanks her. Hats yeah. off to Colleen. Fantastic um, people. They're absolutely. Out so much, yeah. They're all super cool. Oh, yeah. Amanda Moss wants to know if there's a spit valve on that thing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just goes into the bag and turns into bagpipe fungus. <laughs> no, there there's no there's no spit valve on it. Um, yeah. Uh, any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to tell everybody who is watching this video, if you could do me a huge favor and just share this video, that would be helping us out immensely. Thank you so much. Just click the share button and, and help us get this out there as much as possible. You'll be showing us awesome love here at EC Radio and Disruption Network, as well as our friends here at Enter the Haggis and Craig and Trevor as well. So please share this video. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's my PSA for the day. Of course. <laughs> very good. That is my PSA for wow. the day, for sure. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Let's plug your social medias and your websites, and if you got any mm. local dates coming up. or Yeah. Well, we get enter the haggis.com always, and we're, we're on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we have, Trevor? We have other stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, Craig and I are probably the, the last people to ask about this type of thing. I know uh, right. there's, <laughs> there's an Instagram and a... Wow, whatever else. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. Everything's a, pretty a, much anything. A, enter the haggis. Yeah, 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 those, yeah. Those, those, yeah. Those, you those can things. find it if you're looking for it. Uh, it's, in terms of local dates, uh, Ooh, what do we have? Well, we have Buffalo. Are you on, on you're online there? Obviously. We're online, so we're international, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> think yeah, about it. well, would you mind going to enterthehaggis.com? <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, could you look up our Wikipedia page so we, so we can find out about other stuff about ourselves? Yeah, well, anyway, if you want to see us, uh, check out enterthehaggis.com and all its, the tour dates are on there. I know uh, we've we got a pretty busy uh, March uh, St. Paddy's run oh, yeah. coming up, and we'll actually be out in Seattle. For uh, for the actual St. Patrick's Day, yeah. so looking oh, cool. looking forward mm -hmm. to getting out there. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to be uh, the next run of shows. Basically, going to be Ann Arbor. Uh, well, I mean, Trevor and I are playing, you know, as we go, and then we are playing uh, at Fanatics. Gen in Genesee, yeah, in Geneseo on Fanatics Sunday. Pub, uh, yeah. Geneseo, uh, Trevor and I, and then uh, coming up, we've got on the sixteenth, um, we are in, uh, at the Ark in Ann Arbor, Michigan. On the 17th, we're at the Ironworks in Buffalo. Uh, Great spot. Yeah, and then we have, oh, uh, cool. we've got a run of, uh, of shows coming up. We're going to be in, uh, I think... Uh, oh, Rochester, we're in Rochester. We're in Rochester. Yeah. Oh, we're in Rochester. That's, uh, oh, that's correct, yes. Funkin' Waffles. It's uh -huh. the old, it yeah, uh, was Water, water, water Street Musical. And now it's yep. Funkin' Waffles, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Big ups to my boy, Adam Gold, who runs the place. He's the owner. He also plays in the band Sophistafunk. Are you familiar with Sophistafunk? Oh, yeah, I've seen the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's also in that band, too. And uh, they had Funkin' Waffles in Syracuse, which is still going, right in the middle of Armory Square. That's right, and yeah. And they bought the Water Street Music Hall, and, and he turned it into a Funkin' Waffles. So you're going to love it there. Fantastic. And the All food's right, phenomenal, great. too. Okay. Everything Looking good. To it. If you guys like waffles, you're going to love the place. <laughs> we will after this. Do. You can have everything with a waffle. Anything really? you want with a waffle. It's awesome. Really cool. Great. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. You're cool. going to love that cool. spot. Andrew is saying Rochester is on the 18th. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, uh, thank you, Andrew. I wonder if that's Andrew Nesbitt. <laughs> yes, it is. Ah, well, hello, Andrew Nesbitt. Yes. Thank and he's listening. also saying it's good to see that you guys are getting much needed attention. So. Uh, yeah. And Andrew is... Uh, Perhaps my my oldest friend. Mm -hmm. He's 102. No, he's not. <laughs> he's uh, I've known him since uh, he he comes. He, he was born about uh, maybe uh, uh, 10 miles or something like that from where I was born in Scotland, and uh, 
we met, I think, in grade six or something like this. Yeah, we used to, we avoided the same bullies on the way to school. <laughs> so it goes back. And you still live very close, close by. No? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's correct. I, mm-hmm. I don't live too far. He's, and, and he recently, he, 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 he purchased a great, a big green egg. And, and he, he's been you know, doing a lot of uh, very interesting uh, 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 smoking of, of various uh, carnivorous delights. Gotcha. Yes. So go to Andrew's place. Find out where he lives and go to Andrew's place and tell him to fire up the big green egg. I, I'll, be, I'll be there in a little bit, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hop in the bus with these guys. We'll see you in a couple hours. You did mention that you, you're recording an album. Do you have a projected date when you're going to release this album? Or? No, no, and I don't think we're, we're, we're not going to rush it. We're, um, we, did, uh, we recorded uh, 14 tunes at, uh, at Bruce's studio uh, a couple weeks ago. That was great. Uh, now, now we just this is just sort of a pre-production phase where you know, it's all just kind of scratch stuff not final takes on things but i think bruce was gonna work on doing the final drums um last week so we'll be curious to hear where he's at with that um you know there's a lot of you can record remotely um now this you know with with the uh with technology so mark will probably end up doing his bass parts from maine um i got a little studio studio in my basement so i'll either go to bruce's place or or do some stuff at my place so um it's easy to kind of poke away at things now from that standpoint technology man oh it's crazy it really is it's hard to keep up too yeah it's just always evolving every day it seems like yeah it's... but yeah. do you guys all use the same program too though like if you guys not are in really. separate places no um no so we're this is the first time we've really done something like this we recorded uh with bruce last time um at his studio but we uh we recorded all in the same place all of our parts more or less uh so this is the first time we're kind of experimenting with that with uh different um um, you know, different programs. I use um, Apple's Logic Pro X program, and uh, Bruce uses Pro Tools. So um, you can still share things. It makes it a little, uh, little more challenging. But and Mark uses a, a, a program called Reaper, I believe. Reaper. Yeah. Um, and what's Brian so on? I think he's he's using Pro. Cubase. No, no, he he used to. He's using uh, he's he's using uh, Logic now. Yeah. So. And I've got Pro Tools. What is it? What Which version was 11, I, I'm, I think. I'm yeah. so terrible on it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, my computer's not strong enough to run it. So I got to upgrade. Yeah, yeah, or just go to Bruce's place. Yeah. yeah. Or I could do that. That'd but, be easier. Uh, much yeah. easier. Pro yeah. Tools 2.0 or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we recorded on that when we did Casualties of Retail. How many uh, albums you guys gosh. got under your belt? Oh, oh man. I don't know. Where's that Wikipedia page? In the teens, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, at least, what, uh, at least, nah, at least 10, though, but plus some live records. Yeah, some uh, live stuff out there. 10 and maybe like three or four. Yeah. Live records too, so some DVDs yeah. out there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we did yeah. DVDs. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You did live at the Westcott too. The Westcott. That's Theater. right. Yeah. Live, yeah, mm-hmm. live at the Westcott. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Another hometown thing. And Bruce has <laughs> actually us. been. Uh, it's, it's so easy. I mean, we've when we used to do live records, you know, we'd have to bring in a truck. Um, oh, yeah. and you know run you know huge cables in and you know it was just a huge expense to record live music but uh now uh, with our our in-ear monitor board on stage um bruce has been recording every show that we've done for the last uh last at least probably year or so so we've got tons and tons of live recordings that he's been kind of you know massaging and hopefully tuning my vocals a little bit here and there, you know. Um, Do you go through these live recordings and really pick them apart? We haven't done that enough. Yeah. Um, 
because that is super helpful for sure. Just recording in general, uh, listening to it's hard to listen, or I've found it's hard to listen to my voice over the years, um, uh, and certainly for good reason, um, you know, uh, sometimes. Um, but um, yeah, it really makes you focus and pay attention to how you're projecting when you're singing and your tuning and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's very helpful for sure. Um, yeah. Craig, what do you do when you're not on the road? When you're sitting at home, chilling? Are you out and about? Are you active or? Yeah, you well, relaxing. <laughs> waxing? <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> waxing. Are, Are you waxing, waxing your legs? Yes. <laughs> Get rid of that bikini line. Oh, never mind. All right. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, well, I I do. Uh, I, I do. Most people would be shocked to hear this, but I actually uh, do a lot of kind of working out. I do a bit of. You know, I'm no good at it, so don't pick on me. But I do a little bit of uh, martial arts. I'm I'm still learning. I, uh, uh, to run away from from bad people, uh, I don't know uh, stuff like that. That's that's uh, what I do about you know, four days a week or something. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, that and uh, and and writing some stuff too. I've got a you know, a ton of uh, unfinished tunes to work on. Yeah, right so on. that that's that's mainly what I'm what I'm up to at this point. And of course, I'm just trying to uh, right now I'm investigating other possibilities of places where i could uh do kind of what you do here just uh yeah, have fun make some some racket and looking around at some other some other places that i might be able to move into because uh right now i i have to uh borrow places to go and practice i can't really make much noise where i am so yeah drive the neighbors crazy yeah yeah well <laughs> All right, sure, start charging the money. <laughs> Trevor, how about you? What are you doing when you're uh, not on the road and playing um, music all over the place? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, I've got two little two little boys at home, five and seven. So um, there's a lot of time uh, hanging out with those guys. Uh, my wife is uh, she's busy and on call right now. So um, um, we kind of we're kind of like two ships in the night. It seems, especially these days. Um, but, um, you know, so the boys and I spend a lot of time hanging out together, playing Lego. That's the big thing. Um, they love Star Wars and Lego. Those are the two, uh, the two big things. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, they're in school, so kind of helping them out with uh, schoolwork. They play hockey twice a week. So uh, taking, them, taking them over to hockey when, I'm, uh, when I can be around on the, on the weekends. Um, and, uh, and besides that, um recording writing writing and recording music you know i've got uh i did this uh solo record um it was just probably a couple of, i think it's 2016 i put put that out oh cool and then um uh and then i recorded another solo record um but i just i haven't uh haven't released it yet but it's uh yeah it's in a totally different direction than uh than the kind of folky celtic stuff i've i've written in the past it's kind of like a motown throwback kind of kind of thing so and i played uh i played everything almost everything on it uh yeah drums bass guitars keyboards um all that stuff and then i went down to ohio and had some great uh, horn players uh play the horn parts on it so uh yeah, it's uh, it's in the bag, I guess. But um, you know, I've I've just been really focused on writing Enter the Haggis stuff and 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 this that that recording right now. So um, I've kind of put that on the back burner for the moment and, until I get can find a time to get it mixed and get it out to folks. So, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your influences growing up? 
Well, my my dad loved uh, Motown, you know that Motown R and B sound, uh, Supremes, um, playing playing a lot, and uh, you know we had, uh, and my parents were you know growing up in the '60s, the you know the Beatles and uh, you know the, those classic bands from that era. Um, so uh, yeah, certainly from an early early age, those were big influences. And my dad was a big uh, big fan of um, a Canadian uh, folk songwriter singer musician called stan rogers and uh stan was from uh born in hamilton ontario um but um spent a lot of time growing up on the east coast of canada um and um and uh, he died way too young he left left behind a the legacy of you know probably you know 100 or 200 amazing folk songs and a bunch of records but i think he died in his early 30s he was uh he was on tour and um, in a small plane landing in the at the Covington Airport um, and uh, in Kentucky, and um, the plane sort of crash landed, oh. and he had a big, big deep uh, voice, which has made him a you know, superb folk singer. Um, and he wouldn't. He was able to leave the plane, but he sort of stood in the doorway as the smoke was bellowing out and trying to guide people out with his big, big voice. And um, he ended up dying of uh, of smoke inhalation um, shortly thereafter. But as I say, I mean, there's a festival named in his honor called Stanfest out in uh, Canso, Nova Scotia, and we had the the privilege of of playing that festival a number of years ago. And uh, his brother Garnet Rogers um, is a great folk singer songwriter in his own right, and uh, continue has his voice is almost identical to Stan's voice, and he still plays plays some of Stan's music. So. Um, but anyway, Stan Rogers has been, uh, continues to be a, a huge influence on me um, uh, from a songwriting standpoint. You know, he really gravitated towards the, the stories of um, just everyday people and, you know, the, the, the small, you know, the, the struggles and victories, you know, of, of just the kind of working class, you know, farmers and, you know, especially rural, rural people. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of the songs I've written um you know have been you know have been some similar subject subject matter so um yeah i just love i love picking up small town stories mm-hmm. you know when i was, I was trying you sense know sense of realism i think so yeah yeah you know um whenever whenever i hear something a great little story like that i'll always make note of it and then uh, go back to it when i'm when i'm trying to trying to write tunes so yeah i know very cool mm-hmm. how about you craig who's your influences uh, well, I'm, you know, first and foremost a, a Beatles fan before anything. I think they were, you know, in my opinion, they were the the epitome you know, of uh, songwriting and all the rest of it. I mean, of course, there are many other people who are, are great too, but I, I've always, you know, it's always been that, you know, that was, you know, the, that was, a, you know, the Beatles were my first sort of... Uh, real find in the music world of course I was very young at the time mm-hmm. and then as I moved along really got into uh, Rush especially in their early sort of grittier days and that type of stuff and and uh, of course everything else that was going on at that time uh, um, Led Zeppelin of course uh, really got into mm-hmm. all of that and got all the vinyl and blasted all of that stuff for a long time Genesis when I when I discovered selling England by the pound I thought man this is so cool there's so much going on here there's a lot of diversity a lot of kind of storytelling and uh, so many layers to what they're doing so i really got into that 
and uh, yeah, uh, so it was a lot of the classic rock. Yeah, that was going on, and so so much cool cool stuff. Lately, been listening to some of the stuff that uh, I remember sort of being out in the early '80s, like uh, Al Stewart, some of that stuff. Uh, you know, Year of the Cat and all this stuff, you know, Jerry Rafferty stuff, and uh, man, really some cool cool vibes and feeling. April Wine, you know, Canadian Wine, group yeah. from Montreal. A lot of cool stuff going on with that. Uh, and that and, that and the fact that I was playing trumpet. My, my principal instrument was trumpet when I uh, went to McMaster uh, for uh, music. I only did one year of music, but uh, it was influential. And I got to, a couple of times I got to hear Buddy Rich play live. Wow. Uh, Woody Herman. I played a lot of the, the big band standards and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was quite uh, quite diverse for me. And, of course, I was listening to all the piping stuff that was going on at the time, too. So a lot of uh, diversity. Yeah, that's good. Then when we started, uh, you know, in the, the early days of the band, thinking about, well, what, uh, you know, what can I do? I can sort of, uh, I can play three chords on the guitar. I can play bagpipes. That was basically it. I could play a bit of trumpet. These things weren't connected at the time. They were three different worlds all together, mm-hmm. and uh, at that point, I, I you know started talking about what I wanted to do, and various friends would come forward because the internet wasn't really going yet, and they'd say, "Hey, have you heard of this band, uh, Dissidentin? Uh, have you heard of this band, Planksty?" And I started playing that kind of stuff, Planksty and the Bothy Band, and all that type of stuff. And uh, man, there was some incredible stuff out there, and and not just traditional stuff but uh, like Planksty where they were taking it to another level altogether with all these traditional instruments uh, they were uh, they were they were pushing the boundaries of, of, of what you could do the Canadian band no they're no. from Ireland Ireland yeah uh, fantastic uh, band you ever you know get a chance or go on YouTube look up their, their greatest hits and whatever and it's incredible stuff there we got the Ellen pipes going, and uh, you really find the power of the flat seventh. <laughs> you know, in Celtic music, sometimes you know, uh-huh. you're playing along, it's all major, and all of a sudden you hit that flat seventh, and it's just like, wow, this is exotic. You know, this really takes it somewhere else altogether. Brightens it up a little. Mm. <laughs> I, got, I got lucky uh, about a year ago. Uh, a fan of ours, a fan friend uh, out in New Jersey, Tony Stollers. Uh, gave me his entire record collection, a few hundred records. Wow. And uh, I had collected records when I was uh, a teenager, but just traveling from one place to the next, it just it just got to be too much, you know, li- living in little apartments and things. So I donated them back, um, you know. And um, But Tony, uh, yeah, Tony digitized his, his collection and uh, gave me like six big boxes of, of records and I've got the the record player hooked up Craig gave me the record player and the tuner <laughs> and I uh, got some speakers from the Goodwill store six bucks a, a pop beauty big uh, big speakers um, and yeah the, I get the kid the kids will go over and they'll pull a pull a record off the shelf and uh, just it'll be something random you know uh, but a lot actually I, I think of it because it's a lot of almost every band that Craig just mentioned is in this record collection oh, yeah. from the Beatles Led, Beatles Led Zeppelin the Planksty um, all Jethro Tull, old Genesis was stuff. Was that was in there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so uh, you got lucky. he's got a lot of uh, yeah, similar taste in music to Tony and Craig do. Yeah. But uh, that's been 
it's been great and it's been influential you know yeah. like especially when the kids will pick something off the off the shelf that you know that i wouldn't have gravitated towards necessarily i just don't know anything about and plop it on and uh, yeah it's cool cool to listen to some stuff and you just yeah. of course you can't beat that's that vinyl sound you know, it's yeah, the, the warm sound. Oh man, Trev's also <laughs> a big. Uh, Trev's a big fan of Bob Dylan and the and the band and uh, it, you know that's absolutely that's great. That big folky sound, you know that that sort of creative warmth and it, there's kind of a looseness in in that music. Oh yeah, <laughs> not just kind of a looseness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the same time, it just doesn't matter. It's like listening right. oh, to yeah. Shane McGowan sing perfectly out of tune. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I don't know how else you could you, you can. <laughs> oh, it's so much better. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's just that thing yeah. where you you it's it just comes. It's a feel, you know. It's not a. We're not talking precision. We're not talking uh, right. Uh, you technical know, or tuning or any, sincerity you know? to it yeah. yeah yeah it's just it just carries through i mean you listen to old cat stevens records and uh i remember when you know listening to them as a you know as a teenager and going like man this is just absolutely incredible incredible stuff and then i didn't listen to it for many years I went back to it i listened to it and you think you know this is uh, a lot less perfect than i thought it is mm. or than i remember it being of course uh in in those days, it, you didn't do so much. You, as far you didn't go back and, and tune all the vocals precisely. Or, you uh, couldn't. Put, I, mean, no, I mean, there's no a tendency these days to go overboard with yeah, that. You know, exactly. like just tuning vocals. Like, you know, when we're singing in harmony in the studio, just like tuning everybody's voice so it's like perfect harmonies. But uh, I don't know. We've you, you can definitely go too far in that direction and take the the life. Uh, suck the life right out of the music yeah. by doing that you know we've we've and we've learned that i think you know like the the bagpipes cannot be perfectly in tune in a recording because they won't sound right and a whistle no. can't be perfectly in tune it's not, not it's not supposed to be you know no you lose you lose a bit of the uh, you know the bite when you when you when everything's just so contained and falling with within the just intonation you know it's mm -hmm. kind of like when they when they first started making pianos work you know compared to say a violin you had to they had to alter the the intervals you know i mean uh, you would have a perfect fifth you know say going from an a to an e and that would be very bright on on say on the violin but to fit it on on a piano you would have to reduce that int interval a little bit and then the third you'd have to make a bit sharper and that type of thing Anyway, we could go on and on talking about intervals and all the rest of it. I'm sure you've got something more interesting. <laughs> no, I like hanging out with you guys, actually. One of my all-time favorite bands from Canada, the Burt Nielsen Band. You guys familiar with those guys? Yes. Were you, they, yeah, one of my all-time I used to have them come to DEC and play for me back in the day and worked a lot of like jam band festivals with those guys. And, okay, yeah. yeah. My brother-in-law went to school with... Uh, he went to school at uh, Lakehead up in uh, Thunder, Thunder Bay. Bay. Thunder Bay, right. Uh, I think and that, that's where they got their start. That's right, yeah. yeah and the Burt Nielsen band was... Uh, mm. was They were starting off when he when my brother-in-law was in school up there. So he he burned me a, a CD of, uh, of, their, of their stuff, a live CD. Mm -hmm. I listened to a bunch yeah that's that's funny 
One of my favorite bands from Canada of all time. Huh? Yeah, good and, band. And to the Haggis, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Rush. You got to put Rush oh, yeah. on. <laughs> so let's, let's take a little break. You guys want to play a song when we come back? I know sure, you guys got to head out to Oswego really quick, so let's uh, maybe get a quick tune in, and we'll, I'll, I'll cut you. Okay, <laughs> sounds, good. sounds good. So let's hang out for a minute. We're going to take a quick little break, get them tuned up and stuff like that. And it's uh, Not too tuned. Not too tuned. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we'll fix it later, right? <laughs> right, exactly. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick little break, and we'll come right back thanks it's ec radio you know what the hell you're listening to it's ec radio never you mind what i'm making you should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society hey it's adeline van dyke from coldwell banker faith properties in utica i always get asked why do i love real estate it's very simple i love my clients I love every single thing about helping them find or sell their home. Making sure the home is solid and ready for sale or solid and ready for the buyer's inspection to making sure that they're getting the best rate on their mortgage, making sure they're getting the best price on their house. You know, just everything involved in the sale is vital. My absolute favorite part of real estate is when a buyer walks into the house they're going to buy. I can feel it before they even know they're loving the house. It's just that obvious. So I'd love to experience that feeling with you. So give me a call. Adeline Van Dyke, Coldwell Banker, Faith Properties, 315-404-6431. Or you can find me on Facebook or visit my website at centralnewyork.com backslash Adeline. Thank you. And I look forward to welcoming you home. When it's your hard-earned money on the line that you are investing into a home, it makes sense to choose a proven professional to assist you in making one of the biggest investments you may ever make. Josh's dedication of over 20 years to the home construction industry allows him to bring knowledge and experience to your doorstep. That means you can feel confident and comfortable with his service to you. Past clients love his attention to detail and thorough written reports. By allowing priceless inspections to help you make a well-informed decision concerning your property, you will find that a quality inspection is priceless. Follow Priceless Inspections on Facebook or call 315-525-8725. In the Mohawk Valley, for the best real estate service, you gotta have faith. Caldwell Banker Faith Properties, 315-735-2222 or www.centralnyhomes.com. We are a generation of lost masculinity, and we gotta start getting it back. No matter if you're straight or gay, no matter if you stick it in the front or you stick it in the rear, for the love of our sons, we've got to stick it in there like a man. Thank you for calling the EC Radio Attitude Adjustment Line. Press 1 if you need a good slap in the mouth. Press 2 if you need a stern verbal lashing. Press 3 if you need a timeout. Press 4 to respond to the voices in your head. Press 5 if you need to talk to your mom. And if this is an actual emergency, please hang up and call someone who gives a shit. Attention listeners, EC Radio is not responsible for unwanted pregnancies, alcoholism, domestic situations, missing brain cells, amplified voices in your head, weakened bladders, bloodshot eyes, STDs, PTSDs, ADHD, HIV, ESPNs, CNNs, rapid head movements, and spontaneous human combustion. EC Radio, right here on the Disruption Network. It has certainly been a long and winding road, as the Beatles so aptly put it in the song. Tell us how it's brought you right here to this very moment. 
Well, you know something bad, Rich? I feel like every moment in my life has led up to this moment right here. And EC Radio, teaming up with the Disruption Network, only here to kick ass and take names. Can you dig it, brother? All right, 2017. You spent the past several years establishing yourself as one of the finest practitioners in radio podcasting. People want to know what to expect. You live by the book, then you die by the book. And I'm here to throw out the rule book and break all morality code here on the Disruption Network, daily from 3 to 6, EC Radio, brother! Utica, New York, we're coming for you Monday through Friday. Don't you dare miss it. Hey, it's Adeline Van Dyke from Coldwell Banker Faith Properties in Utica. I always get asked, why do I love real estate? It's very simple. I love my clients. I love every single thing about helping them find or sell their home. Making sure the home is solid and ready for sale or solid and ready for the buyer's inspection to making sure that they're getting the best rate on their mortgage, making sure they're getting the best price on their house. You know, just everything involved in the sale is vital. My absolute favorite part of real estate is when a buyer walks into the house they're going to buy. I can feel it before they even know they're loving the house. It's just that obvious. So I'd love to experience that feeling with you. So give me a call. Adeline Van Dyke, Coldwell Banker, Faith Properties, 315-404-6431. Or you can find me on Facebook or visit my website at centralnewyork.com backslash Adeline. Thank you. And I look forward to welcoming you home. When it's your hard-earned money on the line that you are investing into a home, it makes sense to choose a proven professional to assist you in making one of the biggest investments you may ever make. Josh's dedication of over 20 years to the home construction industry allows him to bring knowledge and experience to your doorstep. That means you can feel confident and comfortable with his service to you. Past clients love his attention to detail and thorough written reports. By allowing priceless inspections to help you make a well-informed decision concerning your property, you will find that a quality inspection is priceless. Follow Priceless Inspections on Facebook or call 315-525-8725. In the Mohawk Valley, for the best real estate service, you gotta have faith. Caldwell Banker Faith Properties, 315-735-2222 or www.centralnyhomes.com. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption Team, and we hope that you'll support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. How you doing, everybody? It's EC Radio, the Saturday edition of EC Radio. I'm digging the Saturday shows, Todd. I think I'm liking the Saturday shows. We, we might have to do these more often. I think so. I think this, this is a lot of fun. We are having a Saturday show of EC Radio because we've got my friends in the house, Craig and Trevor from Enter the Haggis. They're here hanging out, and I appreciate you guys stopping in and hanging out with us, man. This is It's Thanks been a lot of fun. And, yeah, and absolutely. Really appreciate it. And if you guys could just share this. 
when we're done and, and Absolutely. get it out to the masses. Totally. You'd be doing us a, a huge mm -hmm. favor here. Uh, Todd, let me, there's, there's his mic right there, right? That's yeah. what says? Okay, cool. So we've got the boys all set up, and uh, they're going to play us a couple tunes. You guys, uh, what do you guys got in mind? What are you guys going to play for us? Play a few jigs. A few jigs? Yeah, yeah, to start off, and then we'll uh, figure something else out for the second thing. Awesome. Just, uh, depending on how the sound goes, pipes are a lot louder in guitar. You guys can kind of motion me to move further away from the microphone. Let's use this mic instead. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. a. So I'll just hang here because it's probably going to be loud enough. Yeah, it's going to be. Those pipes, those pipes blast. Oh, They're yeah. loud. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here is Craig and Trevor. Enter the haggis. <laughs> now what's the name of that one? Oh. Is that just a, I don't know the name well, actually, of the first one. That one we, we, yeah, we decided to. I don't know the name of the first one. I know the name of the second one now. Do you want to know the, the name of the second one? Yeah. Donald Wally and his dog. Donald Wally and his dog. I don't know why anybody would write a song about a man and his dog. <laughs> but why not? Someone wrote one about a wrecking ball. <laughs> pipe pipe tunes often have comical names associated with them. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're all kind of comical behind them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've uh, Craig and I as a duo, we play all sorts of stuff. We're gonna uh, we're gonna try uh, a, a traditional tune now, um, an Irish ballad. This is called "The Leaving of Liverpool." The yeah, Leaving of Liverpool. Indeed. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, enter the haggis. Ooh. Well, to you, my own true love, 
I am going far away. I am bound for California, and I know that I'll return again someday. So fare thee well, my own true love. When I return united, we will be. It's not the leaving of Liverpool that grieves me, but my darling, when I think of thee. I am sailing upon a Yankee sailing ship, Davy Crockett is her name, and her captain's name is Burgess, and they say that she's a floating shame. So very well, my own true love, when I return united we will be. It's not the leaving of Liverpool that but my darling, when I think of The sun is on the harbor, love, and I wish I could remain. For I know it will be a long, long time if ever I see you again. So fairly well, my own true love, when I return united we will be. It's not the leaving of Liverpool that grieves me, but my darling, when I think of thee. So That was awesome. That was awesome. So cool, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you so much, Thank man. Thank you. You guys are playing in Oswego. Is that a, a public show tomorrow? Tonight? Yeah, open to the public. Yep. Open to the public. So if you're out in the Oswego area, where are you playing? The uh, Ancient Order of Hibernians, the AOH Oswego. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Fantastic <laughs> people up there. Yeah, it is. Very it's a cool little town. Oswego's a fun town. Yeah, you got to come up yeah. in the summertime. Have you guys ever played Harbor Fest? We have yeah. last year. Uh, I think we might be. I think we're playing it again this year, actually. Rocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah so much fun. Great time. <laughs> we want to do one more and close this out. 
Oh, what do you think? Do we have another. One? Do you have another one? <laughs> sure. Do one yeah, more, yeah. and we get. I know you guys got to get out of here, so I don't want to keep you too much. Uh, yeah, Even Dead though Man's I already have. Or... <laughs> Dead Man's Company, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that one by Trap. Yeah, yeah. This let is a. a uh... Let me grab a harmonica. I'm gonna have to rumble around in a harmonica box. <laughs> over there. Tell well, a I joke. Can tell, I, well, I can tell him the story of the song. This tell is, a joke. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is a story that I got. I was reading the uh, the CBC News um, up in Canada, and. Um, it's I uh, told the story of, uh, of a guy who was walking along the beach out in uh, Canso, Nova Scotia, where Stanfest is, is located. And uh, the guy found a bottle. Uh, he was cleaning up. He, like, he, he had a routine of going out and picking up trash off the beach. And uh, picked up this bottle, and uh, it looked a bit funny, so he opened it. And uh, when he opened it, he found, uh, most notably, the ashes of a dead guy. And uh, and a note. It's money. And the uh, the note explained that um, that it, that that uh, these were the ashes of of their the father of the people who'd written the note, and that their dad um, had never had a chance to see the world during his during his. He always wanted to travel, but didn't have a chance to during his life. So uh, this was their way of sending him on on an epic voyage in the afterlife. So if you found this bottle, you were asked to please take their dad out for a drink in the local pub. Uh, use the money. And then uh, stuff some more money back into it and chuck them back in the ocean. So uh, that's what this guy did. Uh, and I exchanged a few emails with this guy after the fact, too, and sent him the song. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's this, this guy took him out, took the, uh, the guy out for a drink in the local pub. And then he, he gave the, the bottle to some uh, deep-sea fishermen who were going way out. And uh, they went as far as they were going uh, out to sea, and they chucked the bottle in the ocean again. So who knows where this guy is right now, but uh, maybe he'll turn up in the news again somewhere on the uh, other side of the Atlantic Ocean. We'll see. you got to play uh, the song for him. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I wrote this song. This is on my, my solo album. Um, it's called Dead Man's Company. One, two, three, four. I'm walking on the ocean side, a strange thing I did see A bottle with a note inside I'd washed up on the beach Was a letter from a stranger with money free to spend He asked a simple favor so I did just what he said And he said have a drink on me And I'll be on my way Travel across the ocean till this whiskey bottle breaks Won't you have a drink on me? Morning set me free. I bet you never had a drink in a dead man's company. He said he lived a reckless life, a strain younger years. Whiskey, wine, and cigarettes, and chased it down with beer. But he dreamt of one day traveling, a chance he never had. So they finished off the bottle and they filled it with his ash. He said, have a drink on me and I'll be on my way. I'll travel across the ocean till this whiskey bottle breaks. Won't you have a drink on me in the morning, set me free. I bet you never had a drink in a dead man's company.
Noted for no address, so his home I did not know. Maybe far afield or a stranger down the road. But the whole thing made me wonder where I'm going when I die. If a whiskey bottle's heaven, I can leave here with a smile. And he said, have a drink on me, and I'll be on my way. I'll travel across the ocean till this whiskey bottle breaks. Won't you have a drink on me in the morning, set me free. Hope you never had a drink in a dead man's company. He said, have a drink on me. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you so much. I had a, a friend just text me and said, this is the best EC radio ever. Oh. <laughs> the best EC radio ever. Well, thanks, man. It's been great to reconnect with you after all these years. Absolutely. absolutely. Glad you're doing well. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. It's great to see you guys. And please come back. Next time yeah. you guys are in the you area, please it. come back. And absolutely. It, we'll chop yeah. it up a little bit. We'll do it. We'll do it. Fun. And yeah. Greg. Craig and, and Trevor, thank you so much for coming in. And don't forget, the Great American Irish Fest is happening at the end of July. At the Herkimer County Fairgrounds. So go out, support, get your tickets, people. It's always a great time. Enter the Haggis is there, and as well as the Elders and Hair of the Dog and House of Hamill. House of Hamill, House yep. of Hamill as well. So oh, Searson. Cool. Yep. Got, got and, uh, the Gothard yeah. Sisters. We Banjo 3. Yeah, yeah Gothard Sisters. We Banjo 3. Who else? Who else? Lots. Lots, lots, and lots of acts. Lots and lots of acts. Lots so, of people. Yeah, man. Thanks again, guys, for coming. And also, I want to remind you can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of EC Radio and all the content that we have on Disruption Network at disruptionnetwork.net, the all-new website that we got going on. Thanks again, guys. Good luck. Safe travels. All the best, man. Thanks. Enter the haggis.com. You can find them on the World Wide Web. And this has been a lot of fun. So. Rock on, brother. Gentlemen, take care. We'll you see you. We'll see you on Monday. See you. <laughs> Banker Faith Properties in Utica. I always get asked, why do I love real estate? It's very simple. I love my clients. I love every single thing about helping them find or sell their home. Making sure the home is solid and ready for sale or solid and ready for the buyer's inspection. To making sure that they're getting the best rate on their mortgage. Making sure they're getting the best price on their house. You know, just everything involved in the sale is vital. My absolute favorite part of real estate is when a buyer walks into the house they're going to buy. I can feel it before they even know they're loving the house. It's just that obvious. So I'd love to experience that feeling with you. So give me a call. Adeline Van Dyke, Coldwell Banker, Faith Properties, 315-404-6431. Or you can find me on Facebook or visit my website at centralnewyork.com backslash Adeline.
thank you, and I look forward to welcoming you home. When it's your hard-earned money on the line that you are investing into a home, it makes sense to choose a proven professional to assist you in making one of the biggest investments you may ever make. Josh's dedication of over 20 years to the home construction industry allows him to bring knowledge and experience to your doorstep. That means you can feel confident and comfortable with his service to you. Past clients love his attention to detail and thorough written reports. By allowing priceless inspections to help you make a well-informed decision concerning your property, you will find that a quality inspection is priceless. Follow Priceless Inspections on Facebook or call 315-525-8725. In the Mohawk Valley, for the best real estate service, you gotta have faith. Caldwell Banker Faith Properties, 315-735-2222 or www.centralnyhomes.com.